of the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast, the music industry podcast where everything is terrible, the house is on fire, and we are proud patrons of the first of the two Jimmy Buffett Christmas albums. Well, I don't know about that, but... Speak for yourself. <laughs> some of us are. And by are, some of us, I mean you. Are, are you tis the season, men? Uh, I think my, my go-to Christmas album, I always like the, uh, the one the Vandals did in like 2005. Because as like a snotty, fucking annoying ass teenager, I thought it was funny, and now I'm 30, and I'm like, I don't know, it's just still kind of funny. So like, I, just... I am all about D. Snyder's Twisted Christmas or Twisted Sisters Christmas, uh, Twisted Christmas, and of course the Rob Halford Christmas album. I forgot about the Rob Halford one. Yeah, fuck Jimmy Buffett in the face. <laughs> oh man. Sorry, Matthew. A man can dream. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, I may or may not have feelings for Jimmy Buffett. That's fine. Um, you might. That's what I, I understand. I have I have a an incredible obsession with George Michael. I am straight but not narrow. <laughs> the point awesome. being, the point being, Culture Club was the shit. Uh, that's, that's Boy George, George and not George Michael. God damn it! I always oh, confuse them. Boo this man. That is a total. Okay, here we go. George <laughs> Michael is one of the greatest singers of all time. Boy George can't sing at all. He's worse than Liza Minnelli in terms of no range. One note. That's all that dude has. Yeah, I love him. I adore that. him personally, but like one note. George all this to say, all this to say. What are we talking about today? Oh, it's first of all, we have G-Money here. G-Money, say hello. <laughs> We're arguing about Jimmy Buffett on the internet, but with voices. So, G-Money just dropped a new record. Um, can you tell us about that? Yeah. Um, so, this was like a year in the making because I'm lazy. And uh, one of my buddies who is a very talented musician, he goes by the name of Surprise Thistle, T-H-I-S-T-L-E. Um, my buddy, Kevin kept asking me like dude we gotta do a split we gotta do a split we gotta do a split and i'm like i don't know dude like i don't fucking have the confidence to like put anything out or sing or like write songs and he was on me for like an entire year about this and finally i was like you know what fuck it dude like i'll just do the goddamn split if you'll shut up about it and so i wrote these two songs and i showed them to a few people and they're like yeah it's pretty good dude like you should maybe consider doing this so i just put out a new song uh nassau arms uh, the name of the band, I, the band, it's like one that's just made with an acoustic guitar in my house. Uh, it's State Highway, because I, I don't even know how the fuck it lands around that. But um, yeah, so I got three songs out right now. I'm trying to get them on Spotify, but it, Spotify and DistroKid are like not totally getting along right now. So uh, there, I would imagine there would be a link to the band camp. Uh, for this episode, uh, not Spotify because I'm still working on that. But yeah, it's been fun. Uh, it's been it's been really cool. Uh, writing songs is a lot of fun. Just writing lyrics is uh, harder than I thought it was going to be. Uh, writing vocal melodies is not as hard as I thought it was going to be, which is nice. So uh, yeah, you know, we'll see where this goes. Um, I got to buy a new acoustic guitar because mine is old as shit and terrible. But I managed to get three songs out of it so far. So uh, yeah, 
Well, because this is your first release in a while, right? Because I recall you putting out like a a metal sort of record a few years ago. Yeah, that was me and Joe Spiller from Caricature. Because that was... So originally that was me and a few just local friends. And it was just going to be like like an anti-Donald Trump record. Because it just, I don't know, it was 2016 and that's what you did. And... um, it just kind of fell through. Like my, they were just being kind of dickheads about it. Nobody really wanted to do anything. And I was like, oh, I got these songs. I should just do something with this. And so, yeah, we, we did four songs. Uh, the name of the band was Rumors of Free Your Lunch. I think it's still floating around on Bandcamp somewhere. And it was cool. But, like, you know, Joe's got his shit going on. I, I was in a weird spot at that time. So, you know, and, and it was it was just punk rock. And there's really, I feel like there's, like, only a limited amount of shit that I could do with that before I get bored. So we had a second EP written. Uh, I never did anything with it. So if anyone wants to do an online punk band, let me know. I have a thing. And, uh, yeah, so this is a, a far cry from that. Uh, but to, deep down, I always just wanted to be John Darnielle from the Mountain Goats. So now, now I'm doing that. Yeah, that sounds, um, <laughs> that sounds pretty accurate. Like, I do want to point out that Greg and I, when we talk about music, Dick very rarely talk about metal, except no. on the Metal Injection <laughs> staff chat, where we have to look cool to all yeah. the kids. Um, like, like when Greg and I like text about music, it's always like, "I'm sad and alone." Yeah, and like, I really just like singer songwriters from New Jersey. Right, like I just want to listen to like acoustic alkaline trio songs and like fucking Mountain Goats and like Six Degrees. No. Sick, no, yeah. What the hell is that guy's name? Oh, Six Organs of Admittance. That's a good one. Uh, Quit being. Like, yeah, the Uyghur dance, you know, shit like that. So, so point being, so we're we're also in kind of a weird time with metal injection right now. It is a weird, weird time. Talk to us about that. Well, it the cycle was really strange because when this first started ramping up, I'm gonna ballpark it like early. Excuse me, early March, I think it was. Yeah, around then, like when you first started seeing like cancellations over in like, you know, the European countries, there was like, this person's postponing their tour. And like, that was like huge news. It was crazy that it's like, oh, they're postponing their, you know, European tour because of COVID-19. Holy shit. Like that's, you know, like that's fucking, you know, and there was a lot of different opinions on it. Like some people thought it was bullshit. Some people thought they were being safe, you know, and, and it, you know, that's just is what it is. And so then it started coming into like okay now this band's canceling their tour and this band's canceling their tour and this festival's can't like now it's starting to snowball so there was a period of time where news was kind of dead uh i wasn't really submitting a ton i mean you know for me not really a ton uh but it was it was pretty slow there for a bit because there was this weird transition period where all the stories were just everything is canceled and I don't have any insight into the industry and I don't really talk to anybody that's in charge of like releasing songs and albums and shit. But I get the sense that once tours started getting canceled, you know, there was a lot of like putting the lid on new music and putting the lid on announcing an album because like nobody really knew what the hell was going on. But now it's interesting because now you're seeing this really cool, I guess, switch to, you know, there's a lot of old live footage showing up and like Relapse is doing like the every two weeks they release a death live album and Metallica's doing Metallica Mondays and Code Orange is doing their whatever the weekly streaming thing that they're doing. 
And, you know, there's a ton of live albums and a ton of EPs that are just like, and we're donating money to charities and stuff. So I think it's going to be really, really interesting to see, like, you know, what comes out of this. Because, I mean, not to be an asshole about it, but, like, everyone's stuck at home. And you're probably going to fucking be stuck at home throughout the summer, probably into the fall. So, like, you're gonna have a lot of time to write and you're gonna have a lot of time to create and maybe it's not even for your band i mean jim from slipknot today was talking about you know like i'm writing stuff for slipknot but also maybe a solo project who knows you know like i'm just writing to write so i think you know right now yes this sucks big time it fucking blows it i I would love to go outside and, and go to a restaurant or see my parents or anything like that but you can't so you know why i think a lot of people are gonna be really creative and i think 2021 um you know, you're, you're gonna see a, a pretty cool resurgence, I hope. Um, but yeah, it's the, the shift was really interesting. I think it's gonna keep shifting as everyone kind of adjusts to the new reality. That's fair. Keith, I believe you had a question. Oh, so many for Greg. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I gotta concur about the news cycle. It seemed, I think in the early days of the pandemic, that it was very slow. Um, I think web traffic was slow across the whole spectrum of uh, our brethren sites and sister sites. And, um, you know, and then it started to ramp up again after a couple of weeks. But I feel like a little of the attention, even though you'd feel like, oh, there's a captive audience, I think we're seeing evidence that streaming is actually down, not up. Uh, I'm loving the Bandcamp thing. I wish fucking Spotify would do it, but you know, fuck them. Um, you know, it wouldn't hurt them to give. It wouldn't hurt them to give up a day's fucking cut of money to people. It certainly would build build a lot of goodwill. People already love Bandcamp. Very few people hate Bandcamp like they hate Spotify. But I do see like you know, it's very interesting because you would think with the captive audience you would have a captive audience, but you really don't because there's still a lot of noise to cut through. A lot of people have options and a lot of people are also just looking at coronavirus news and not looking at websites and not looking at metal news and not listening to stuff what do you think about that i think yeah it's i don't know like how distracted people are at this point in time because yeah you're right streaming was down and i thought that was pretty crazy but like also i think part of the reason stream and this is just pure conjecture i I have no idea but i think part of the reason streaming's probably down is nobody's commuting to work which is like you know you're in the car for half an hour 45 minutes you're on the train for an hour hour and a half whatever it is like people stream a lot of music just on their commutes or podcasts or whatever so like you know compound that by however many people are streaming music and like that's a lot of hours lost so i'm interested to know like you know like if you just took a poll of like a thousand people like you know when you were driving to work and you were going to work and whatever like how much music did you stream you know like you drive to work maybe you drive out to get lunch and you drive back to the office and drive home or you take the train and then you walk around i mean like you know i worked at stevens institute of technology for a year so it's like you know, I, I know what it's like to be on the train for like an hour and a half, two hours, and then to go out for lunch and take like a half an hour walk and have your headphones on. So I mean, that's like five hours of streaming right there. And, you know, compound that into one week, that's that's what, uh, 25 hours a week, and then it would be zero. So it's like, oh shit, you know, like that's 25 hours just lost on one person. So I would love to know like what that actually breaks down to. 
I love what Bandcamp's doing though. They're doing the first Friday of every month now. They're just donating, you know, well, I donating is not the right word, but they're cutting their fees. So, you know, uh, all the money goes to labels. And then, you know, I guess if the labels choose to give it to the bands, that's up to them. But yeah, that's not really Bandcamp's uh, position to say what labels do with the money. So there is some cool stuff going on. I think you're starting to see. Uh, you know, what platforms are, are really do care about their audience. And, and I don't know. I mean, like, I don't want to throw Spotify under the bus because I don't, I don't know what their thing is. Like, I don't really know what their business model is and, and, you know, all that shit. I have no idea. But I know they did like a tip jar type of thing on Spotify. I didn't look into it too heavily, but I know that like, there's a thing now where if you're listening to an artist, like you can donate money. And I think that's kind of cool. Like, it's a good idea, but I would also like to see the numbers. Like, like yeah, Power Trip is the first band that comes to mind. I don't know why. I think I was listening to them before. Um, you know, like, I would love to see, like, all right, you know, how much do they make on tips? Does it actually matter? Is it actually making a difference? What's the cut being give to, given to the band? If it's the Southern Lord releases, which I think is all of them. Oh, no, the, the B-Sides thing is on Dark Operative or something, whatever it is. You know, like, how much is the label taking? How much does the band get? And then divide that by however many people are in the band. You know, like, I would love to see what the actual financial breakdown is for a lot of this shit. And, I mean, you know, you're not going to know that right now. And you're probably gonna not going to know that in 2021 either. I mean, like, there's going to there's gonna have to be a lot of math done uh, to a lot of this shit. And the same thing with the disease. I mean, uh, you know, a, a few of my friends are doctors. I, one of my buddies, uh, he's... Uh, never mind. He he does some shit for the government, and you know, like it, it's it's a lot of stuff where it's like you know, this is gonna take years of math and years of looking at what the fuck is actually happening here. So a lot of the conjecture, like even on the small scale, up to you know, like how this is really gonna affect you know, music business economy and shit. Like we're not gonna know that for a long time. Right on. What uh, me and the uh, jabroni from Trapped really want to know is. <laughs> How is it affecting Pandora and what are your streams on Pandora? Oh, Christ, that guy needs to shut the fuck up forever. <laughs> he's going to get killed. Dude, it was crazy that killed. he's like, I'm going to fight Ice-T and Danny Diablo. I'm like, they're never going to find your body. Like, what right. are you doing? <laughs> Don't dude, shut I, up, dude. I interviewed Tommy Vexed a couple of years ago. I go way back with that guy from to like the 90s when our bands used to open for each other. He seems like a super nice guy, too. He's so fucking nice. But literally, we went down a rabbit hole. It's on my YouTube where there's a separate little, like, excerpt from the interview video where we talked about the old New York hardcore days. He's like, go to see, go to see Madball. Get stabbed by Danny Diablo in the eye. (laughs) So, like, no. Like, for real. This guy's cold-blooded. He's not a joke, man. But the thing that, like, pisses me the fuck off about the trap thing, too, is, like, They've been drumming up attention, being assholes, and then all of a sudden they're like, we got a new song coming out. And it's like, ah, dude. Right. Shut the fuck up. Like, first of all, yeah, that's exactly it. It's like, I wasn't covering it. I know some other people on Metal Injection were, and they were writing about it. But when I see shit like that, when it's like, this guy's being an asshole, like, picking fights on the internet, it's like, all right, cool. I don't really super don't give a shit. Like, if you're going to be an asshole, like, I'm not going to, if I feed into it, then you win and you get the attention. Well, because here's the thing. Here's what people need to understand, right? Because this is very intentional, what he was doing. Because a a band like Trapped, you know, that guy, like, 
made his money 20 years ago. Uh, and, you know, he gets a paycheck every month from Spotify, basically. That's how he lives, right? Like, they tour, that probably makes them some money, but they're, you know, like, their main thing... I went on a Twitter rant about this, so I'm just going <laughs> to let loose. Um, sure. But, you know, but their main thing is, like, you know, the main dudes get paid for having that song, which gets however many million streams a month. And on top of that, they play, you know, another good chunk of their income is 10, you know, kind of red state rock festivals every year where they trot out in front of 50,000 people, play the song, go home. Right. Like, like that's what that guy's life is. So, you know, so if he's looking around and he's like, fuck, okay, well, most of my income is streams the song. And I don't get the chunk of my income that was touring anymore. I need to boost up streams of that song. Of course. <laughs> and like, the thing is like, he's not, it's like Donald Trump. Like he's not like alienating any diehard trapped fans. You know, no one's going to not go see trapped because the singer's kind of a dick. Dude, how who who goes and sees Trap though? Like you know, you're fucking you're you know you you know your gross cousin Joey. (laughs) Like I'm not even being an asshole. Like, what is their live draw? Seriously. So you know you know your cousin Joey who who discovered (laughs) Vulgar Display of Power the year Uh, you discovered Dark Throne. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, him. So he's, I gotta tell you, Greg, your home state is the people who come out and see yeah. trap because Look, he was uh, bragging that after the quarantines kind of started, like March 16th or 17th, <laughs> they played Jersey to a sold-out place. Jersey had been like, oh, shelter in place, don't go out. And he was live streaming from the stage on Facebook. See, fuck the quarantine, fuck this disease is made up, blah, 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 Trump will see us through. Oh, God. So, I, I just, I just want to throw this out there real quick, just as a quick side note. The people who are protesting the disease and then the news stories that come out that they got sick is the funniest shit in the world to me. Anyway, go on. Karma. <laughs> I love um, it. Yeah, the point being, that's what the trapped guy is doing. is Because I guarantee you he's boosted his streams, you know, for by from two groups of people. From groups of people who, like who, like me, like, didn't really remember that Headstrong song. We were like, which one was that again? And and then the people who are, like, now doubled down Trapped fans, right? But, like, the thing is, like, he's not, again, he's not losing any of the people going to see him live. And, like, also, if you're the kind of person, if, you know, your name is Chad and you're about 37 and that song was big when you were in middle school, like... yeah you're not going to, like, stop... Like, we all listen to music from people we don't agree with. Sure. Um, you know, so that guy being a jerk on Twitter is not going to stop you from listening to Headstrong because it makes you nostalgic for ninth grade when you throw dog shit on Mrs. Vorderman's um, front door. You <laughs> that, know sounded I mean? like, that sounded like a really personal story. Yeah, really. Matt's about to go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> I got a question. How many people's name recognition of Trapped is they hear that band and they think, cut my life into pizza. How many people think Trapped is fucking Papa Roach? Dude, okay, I actually thought time. that before last, last summer. 
<laughs> not, not even every time someone fucking I, and it's still to this day I don't know why it happens but everyone's like oh they did Headstrong and the, I always think of Meant to Live by Switchfoot like I don't know why the fuck my brain goes there but they're like oh that trap song I'm like dun, 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 dun. oh no fuck hold on that's Switchfoot Jesus Christ I'm like for the life Switchfoot's of, a reasonably good band actually yeah they were they were like they were fine like they yeah like they weren't dicks either so like that's cool no <laughs> Like, but every time it's just like I could not sing you the Headstrong song, and I'm not gonna fucking listen to it. And I think the problem though with like the the shock value, you know, like trying to get people to pay attention to them on like it's a it's gonna burn out because like nostalgia is only gonna. Take of course it is, but it's getting him an extra thousand dollars. This sure. Yeah, no, I totally, I mean, like, in this circumstance, absolutely, like, that, sure, whatever. But, like, I think to the other point of them, like, releasing new music and, like, using this as a way to drum it up, like, I'm aware that Trapped is a band, and they sang that one song that I think is a Switchfoot song for some reason. And, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, the, you know, like, people are talking about them, and they're releasing a new song, I should go check it out. I'm like, still fuck them, like, I'm not, I'm not going to listen to that song. Yeah, but, 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 here's, but here's the thing, right, is that the chunk of their population, because, you know, because again, there's like a decent chunk of Trapped fans who, like, listen to Headstrong, because it reminds them of being 14. Sure. And, you know, and so... Trapped being in the news again means they're going to listen to the song. But here's the thing where I think they fucked up, and I could be wrong and you could tell me otherwise, but when they announced the new song, they posted the single to it and it looked like a fucking Make America Great Walmart t-shirt as the artwork. Like, it was like some Punisher-looking skull with an American flag, and it was probably titled, like, I want to fuck Donald Trump or something like that. I don't know. But, like... It, like the second I saw that, I'm like, I already know what the song is about, and I already don't care. Like they they are pandering super hard to their crowd, and I do get that to an extent. But also, like by pandering that hard to your idiot crowd, you're also gonna isolate everyone else that you might want to reach. And especially yeah, but with that, but like, but 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 like again, look at Five Finger Death Punch. Like, like Five Finger Death Punch. Is not winning over, like, you know, anyone who voted for Bernie Sanders ever. No. And but they're but they're still playing arenas. Yeah. Oh no, dude, I hear you. I figured. You know what I mean? Like, like that's the thing. Is like if you can build your tribe, you're fine. Right. You know? No, I I totally agree. I just I don't know. I just I just want Ice T to kill that guy. <laughs> Yo, yo, Mino, that was my mother. I just want him to straight up New Jack City, that dude. (laughs) Just, just once. Like, I want, remember the video of Danza getting knocked the fuck out? Like, I want that to happen with the guy from Trapped. Sure. That would be really funny. That's the first time I would post about that with Metal Injection. Like, look, I wasn't going to talk about this, but you guys got to see this. Dude got knocked, like, handing out free naps. This guy is done. (laughs) That guy's name was also Danny, coincidentally. I was a little bit disappointed that I found out his band at Northland Kings. Everyone go stream their EP. Um, Northside Kings. North Lane is another band entirely. Yeah, they're, they're from Australia. Point being, Northside Kings. Y'all go stream them. I was very disappointed at how few Facebook likes they had. I feel like everyone has sort of a moral obligation to go like the page of anyone who punches Danzig. Yeah, <laughs> you you go listen to their damn album. You give them. I, I gotta tell you, I like the Dan. I don't love Elvis, but I like the El- the Danzig Elvis record. 
I haven't listened I, to it. I refuse to believe that. I you refuse good, to believe. I, you're just you're just you're just being provocative, Vince. I'm not being provocative. I like so I like one Elvis record sincerely, and that is Graceland. And I, you as you know, not a religious person, but I appreciate religious music. Um, and uh, that's not even the right Elvis record to like. Whatever. I don't give a shit. Like I'm not here for your. You know, <laughs> you don't really want to go down this rabbit hole with me about Elvis now. But anyway. Danzig, who should have did this thing 30 years ago. Yep. I haven't liked any, like the recent Danzig records, no really memorable songs, very, very lo-fi recording. But he actually applied that same stuff to this Elvis record, and it's perfect, man. It sounds like like Elvis lounge music. And it's really, he picked really interesting non-hit songs. He picked, you know, he just did it right, man. I got to give up the respect to, got to give it up to him. I feel like I should listen to it just because, like, I can't dump on it until I listen to it. Because I yeah. no the, the worst thing that ever happened to Danzig is for him to get that money from the Hangover movie. Because, like, that – I love that song. Oh, yeah. But, like, that funny. ruined the later half of his career in terms of expectations now. Dude. Like, for himself. I think it is – you know, himself. He's not going to match that soundtrack sold, like, gajillions. And, like, he got okay. a lot of – like new fans from that thing and he's probably not gonna continue to make records you know album like movies like uh veronica and the new one he's not gonna really get a lot of new fans but then also like eh, like he's even beyond that like he made a shit ton of money off that and then he was like all right misfits tour and it's like all right well that made him like an ungodly amount of money too yes. so like she's like yeah i mean look i don't really care for the guy's music beyond a certain point but like he did it. He was really successful. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and all you really need to, to, I guess, to be successful to some degree or at least pay your bills for a while is just one really good song. Yep. Which weirdly ties back to the trapped guy. <laughs> he fucking yeah. had that one goddamn song. Crazy just, town. I'm looking at you. You also. Or I, I think the, the, the poster child for that is Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth Nah, but they songs. have like... So here's the thing with Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth has a several songs that are okay, but also because they had that cover, the monkeys cover in the Shrek oh, movie. That's right. I forgot about that. You're right. They made so much money from that Shrek soundtrack. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. I forgot they did that. The Shrek soundtrack is actually the first record I ever listened to front to back. That is not a joke. Holy shit, and you're picking on me about Elvis, this guy. <laughs> because everyone knows the best Elvis record is Elvis from Memphis, followed by the Elvis, Elvis Presley record, followed by the Elvis, Elvis record. I gotta quote Chuck D when he said, Elvis was a hero to most, but he didn't mean shit to me. Anyway. Wait, what were we talking about? Point, point I don't eight. know. So, <laughs> Trapped, so there is this Elvis, notion. Danzig. Yeah. Ooh, this Twitter tag is going to be amazing. Yeah, this is going to be a weird one. There is this notion of having the one song that that kind of makes your career work. But oh yeah, so to circle back to Smash Mouth real fast. <laughs> the other thing, the other thing with Smash Mouth that oh, that differentiates them to me is that um, their singer is very very good at branding himself, like. Well, like, I feel like of other bands on that sort of caliber, like, I have no clue what the singer of Trapped looks like. I have no clue what the singer of Crazy Down looks like. I have no clue um, what the singer of Eiffel 65 looks like. But everyone knows what the guy from Smash Mouth looks like. True. You that's know? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I think that's a big part of it, is that, like, 
you know, he was able to like, just on a purely psychological level, if you have sort of a mental association with a band on top of your, um, like like a visual association on top of your sonic association, that's going to help you remember them more. I mean, that's like, uh, I guess really any band with like a, like a gimmicky sort of thing. I mean, yeah, but that's the point is you have to have something people can associate you with. Like I would love, and you're never, you, you would never be able to know this, but like, I would love to see like how ghosts would have done if they were just regular ass dudes, just dressed regular. And they came out with like Obus Eponymous and not like, no, I don't think anyone, like, I, I think it would have been like, hey, people, this is like fine. But like, I think the whole, you know, like, like putting an identity to it and being like, this is ghost. And it's a whole thing. Like, you know, like it's. Yeah, but that's part of the fun of it. I don't, I don't I do a lot of, um, I don't do a lot of like, what if stuff, but cause I feel like it's Loudwire's domain to like, what if black right. and I don't do what the fuck they do, but like, what if, what if you switched tribulation and ghost from the beginning? Uh, yeah. Right. But I'm not sure I understand. I can explain this. So tribulation, right? Mm-hmm started out kind of a different kind of band but the band they are at this point and the band ghost started out and they are now if you put the costume and the pope stuff on tribulation and tobias and whoever was in ghost came out dressed like tribulation right skinny dress skinny jean swedes with with sad hair emo hair and just fucking organ and guitars and you know those you know Flip the identities and the same music. I wonder who, you know, if Tribulation would be where Ghost is. I think Tribulation would have worked after, because that first record, The Horror, is just like straight up like Death Thrash. And yes. then kind of, then they got weird. And like, I love them. Like, I love everything that band has ever put out. But yeah, like to come out of the gate dressed like Ghost and have like The Horror like that, I think that would have been fucking cool. <laughs> just a um, thought. Just a thought. I don't normally have these flights of fancies. This conversation is. <laughs> Doing all kinds of things. To me. <laughs> I feel like if Curtis would here was here, he would have brought up Nickelback already. We're not talking about Nickelback. That's not, that's Why not? not a conversation because I, I don't refuse to. <laughs> I love Nickelback. I don't care. Um, the point being, Matt, look at this good. photograph. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Every time he does, it makes him laugh. <laughs> um, where do you? What do you see happening now? with metal injection as like you know like tour news was probably half of the news that was on the site you know and then like on top of that another at least 30 percent of it was releases driven by tours i okay so i don't know what our traffic numbers are because i am just the main news guy rob is the one that's in charge of traffic and i hear you like i totally get where you're coming from but you can only post about a tour once. And I think that's kind of like, I think my logic coming into this question is like, all right, you, you, you know, like Slipknot's doing a tour. You post about Slipknot doing a tour once. Here's the dates and here's what they're doing with and, blah, 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 and that's it, done, whatever. But like now if Slipknot uh, does a new song, like now, you know, you post about the new song, maybe they do a music video, maybe they do something at the BBC or they perform it live at their house or they, you know, like there's, I think there's a lot more options now for artists, which is kind of interesting because you don't have the option to go on tour anymore. So now instead of like, okay, we need to put out a record and we need to tour. Now it's like, oh, we're going to put out two songs 
and it's going to be on Bandcamp or whatever. And, you know, we're going to maybe do like uh, like performances in our house of that. We're going to do a performance of an old song. Then we're going to do a live stream every Friday. Like, I think it's like forced people to think about shit differently now and to come up with different content to keep your name in headlines. So I don't really fear touring going away for the time being as like an, Oh my God, what are we going to do for stories? Because for every tour that I'm not posting about, you know, Devin Townsend was, was doing tours. I posted about Devin Townsend tour once and that's it. But now he's doing three charity concerts. There's three pieces of content right there. And he does a remix of a song and you post about that. And then he does a song in quarantine. You post about that. And he does a podcast. And he posts it. So like, there's a lot more stuff that he's doing now where it's like, that's, you know, that could be like 10 stories, 15 stories, as opposed to just the one he's on tour. Cause when he's on tour, he's not going to do any of that shit. But now that he's home, he is going to do all that shit. So I think it's probably going to be fine. Honestly, I'm not super worried about it. Um, you know, I think things have been pretty consistently busy. There's a lot of really cool stuff going on right now. A lot of people posting a lot of really cool stuff. So, I mean, Charlie Benante, I think, is absolutely killing it right now. Uh, the drummer from Anthrax. I mean, he's, he, like, every few days he's coming out, you know, with, like, uh, me and the guy from Testament and the bassist from, uh, the guitarist from Testament and the bassist from Suicidal Tendencies did a Rush cover. And then three days later, we got another Rush cover. And then, you know, we got the guy from Probot. We did a third Rush cover. And now we did uh, Stormtroopers of Death. And, like, there's so much shit going on now. And I think it's great. I think it's kind of refreshing, honestly. Because, I mean, you know, you post about a tour, you post about it now, but now it's like people are forced to think differently, and I think it's kind of fun. You know, obviously, fun's not the right word, but it's close. I mean, you know, obviously, this, the situation sucks, but I do think it's, it's, it's been pretty cool to watch. What's the best coronavirus content you've seen so far? Ugh, none of it. Everybody that fucking does anything that, like, is like, we named a song Coronavirus, or, like, we named a band COVID-19. It's like, you need to fuck off. Like, well, that, but that's not what I mean. What I mean is, like, who... Because you were just talking about all the cool things bands are oh, doing. Oh, I thought, I thought you meant, like, yeah. Yeah, no, fuck that. It's like, oh, I don't, none of it. I hate it. Um, trying to think of, like, bands. Charlie Benante, I'll, I'll mention again, because I think his covers are really cool. Uh, Metallica, you know, I think they're, they're doing a great job with, like, Metallica Mondays. It's just like, hey, we got all this live footage. Let's use it. That's a great idea. Uh, any band that's doing like uh, live streaming type stuff. Uh, there was one, I think there was like one week where uh, Matt Keefe from Trivium like played two records front to back and then the entirety of the set list that they were going to play at Knotfest 2020. And that was like five and a half hours of playing, which beyond being cool is also really respectable to, to do that much. I mean, that's crazy. But I, I don't know, maybe it really isn't that crazy because he would have done that if he was on tour, but for like 27 days in a row. Um I'm trying to think of what else people have been doing that's cool. I like all the live albums, uh, but I'm also a big, like, demos and live tracks and alternative versions guy. So any band that puts out, like, some weird live album that they recorded at some point, I think is awesome. Um, But, you know, I'm excited to see what other people do, too. It's just, it's, it's cool to see what people do with their own content. Again, I'm, I'm a big, like, uh, revision of your own material type of guy. Like, I love it when a band is like, we had this song, and we took it in a weird direction, and now there's a new version of it. Like, that is sick. So I'm hoping I can see more of that as well. Nice. 
Yeah. Nice work. Uh, I got a shout out also. Hefe uh, just did a full album playthrough of their new record, What Jeez. the Dead Men Say. A full Ready? album playthrough and then like a chat about the songs and, you know, <clears throat> very interesting stuff. I think they wrote that whole album in like 10 days, which is kind of unbelievable because it's all bangers and uh, pretty good. So. I think that's uh, I, like I think Twitch is such a good idea, and I'm really hoping to see more of it. Or, well, I guess in his case, Twitch. But like, you know, to do that, but then also like to hang out with the fans and everything. And also, like he said, Twitch is basically his second job at this point. Like, and and not just like second job, like he puts so much time to it. Like second job, like it pays the bills when I'm home and I'm not on tour. So like, I'm. You know, if you're gonna do it, I mean, obviously you need like an interesting angle or just be interesting or have good music or whatever it is. But yeah, I think I think I'm hoping more artists will hop onto that train as well. Here's an interesting thing for you, Greg. Do you think that bands out of any level that are taking this time to just kind of like you know they might be down in the dumps, <laughs> they might be disappointed, they might feel like, well, I don't really have an opportunity for any income right now. And I'm going to just take this time for me and I'm going to chill. Do you think that they're going to be behind some kind of ball as we start to ramp back up to normalcy? I fucking hope in a few months. <laughs> um, I don't think so. I mean, I think everyone deserves time off. You know, if, if you feel like, you know, like, like, I don't think bands should feel like, oh, I'm home and I should be productive. Like, I mean, if you're bummed out or like depressed about this shit, like, you know, take some time off, like address it hang out, like play a video game or read a book or, or do something else, you know, like do what's good for you, you know? So, I mean, everyone's on like what, between like two and four year album cycles anyway. So, I mean, I don't really think it's like a big deal if, if a band doesn't really get anything done at this point. Cause once everything wraps up and, you know, and, and we start to see like regular tours happening and who knows how that's going to be. But I mean, like once you see like things return to normal, like, this period of time is really cool for creatives, I think. But at the same time, like in five years, no one's going to be like, well, they didn't do anything during the coronavirus thing. Like, is you know, it's. I think it's just kind of a flash in the pan, like keeping yourself relevant in the meantime. But in the long term, I really think it's going to matter. As we head towards the end of the show, what have sort of some of the sort of, you have been on this really cool journey of listening to a new record every day. Yes. What have some of the highlights there been? Oh, crap. I have an Excel sheet. Now I got I to gotta pull that up. Of course you have an Excel sheet. Because I'm a nerd, dude. This is... So, I, I did, yeah. Uh, hold on. You'll see. Let's see. I just discovered this. Is, okay, so here's like the kind of embarrassing thing about this at points is like I'm listening to bands that I probably should have listened to or like I'm listening to bands that like fucking people probably already know about and love and like have loved for like 20 years and I'm like yo did you guys hear about this band I'm just like dude yeah like everybody fucking knows you know like you're an idiot um let's see what did I give I'm sorry you just discovered Led Zeppelin well I just found uh Megadeth I think their name is they're pretty good <laughs> uh rest in peace you guys should check it out uh say so, uh so they're uh let's see fucking oh Ohm the guy from sleep uh, Al Cisneros has that band Ohm? And I listened to Advedic songs. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Sorry if you're listening now. You're not, but sorry. Um, Advedic songs like blew my freaking mind. 
Uh, oh, Howling Giant on, uh, you know that, Matt. R- Ripple? Are they on Ripple? Yeah. They're on Ripple, yeah. They're, oh. they're one of my boys. Holy crap. Space Between Worlds. I was like, what the fuck? Like, how did I not hear this yes. band before? Cybermancer and the Doomsday Express. Jesus Christ, that's great. Oh my God, so good. Freaking mind blown. I once uh, saw them cover Godzilla in a garage in Indianapolis. Oh, that kicks ass. Jealous. It was so oh, that's good. So good. Uh, oh, there's this band. I they're from uh, the UK. I think Wales. Uh, Mammoth Weed Wizard Bastard. Mm. Like, that's a great name for a band. And I listened to it. I was like, oh shit, this rules. <laughs> I really like this. Uh, oh, when you said the band was from Wales, I was really hoping you were going to say Bullet for My Valentine. I didn't realize Bullet for My Valentine was from Wales until I saw them at Summer Breeze last year. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I uh, thought you were from California. I mean, that would also make sense. Uh, there is a, there's a playlist that I've been doing. Uh, just like, just keeping track of like sweet bands with like really good riffs and shit. Uh, some of the bands that I discovered through this are Abrams, A-B-R-A-M-S. They're, oh man, it's really Word. good. Uh, they're, it's, it's just like kind of torchy riffs. Uh, but like, I don't know. It's got like, it's really like grunge ass like to it. I love it. Uh, Blessed Black is really good. Uh, oh, Blessed Elton Black, Tr- Roy toured with that guy. Yeah, oh, he's blessed black. Uh, they they have uh, Beyond the Crimson Throne is the new album. I think so, it's good. Album. It's so good, it's kicks ass. Oh man, uh, Elephant Tree I knew about, but their new album Habits is really good. Yeah, uh, the new Elder album Kills. Uh, the new Elder album is fantastic. Oh, it's so good. My uh, album of the year so far. Friendship Commander. I don't. I think they're from Texas. Maybe I forget. Uh, hold on to yourself. That's like a really, really. It's it is just it's just fucking good. Uh, they're they're really good. I kind of hope they come up a little bit more. Uh, Gargantua, uh, toward the sun, their new album. Uh, that's fantastic. It's just it's sludgy. Like it kind of fits into like that chemist spirit adrift Paul Bear sort of area, but like a little more death metal and a little more dark. Uh, Ritual King is really good. Their self-titled is out like now. Uh, Shiner, I feel like is a band that I probably should have been into for like forever. I think they're just releasing their first album in like seven years or something. I don't know what the hell it's called, but they're called Shiner. You should look them up. They're really good. Uh, oh, fucking, um, damn. Hold on. I can't think of their name now. Uh, oh, Amplifier is another one that I just discovered. So yeah, very kinda, solid band. Yeah, Amplifier. <laughs> oh, it's a great name. But if they came up, I think in like the early two thousands, late nineties, something in that area. Like they were around when it's like you could name your band cool stuff, and like nobody had it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like in the eighties, when Death was like, we're called Death, and you're like, yeah, all right. Like now, you can't get away with any of that shit. But so yeah, that's that's some of the stuff. I've Back heard. in Greg's day. Yeah, back, back, back in the the '90s when I was like ten, and Greg and Greg was listening to Bolt Thrower. Yes, I was listening was. to 1999, and I was nine years old. I had the Bolt Thrower records. Oh, you guys are making me feel so old today. I just turned thirty, and I have a lot of gray hairs, so that counts, right? I don't have that many gray hairs, and I'm well advanced, my friends. I, I'm I'm well, I'm, I'm all a that clean living. I'm I'm going gray and I'm losing my hair at the same time, so it's it's been fun. I look like I'm like bald fucking forty. <laughs> I can't wait for bacon to go bald. It's going to be a champion day for me. I'm, I'm going to get openly rooting, rooting for it. Well, uh, before we wrap this up, 
when I start to bald, I'm going to shave my head yeah. and get like a spider tattooed on the back of my skull. I was on board with the first half of that sentence. Yeah. Like vulgar display of power, Phil? Unscarred? <laughs> Hell yeah. I used to work with a band called Unscarred because of that. Oh, gosh. I like uh, Burton C. Bell from Fear Factory at the height of that shit when Phil had the unscarred chat, like belly tattoo and Burton came out and his says insecure. <laughs> <laughs> also, just going on the record... I really hope that there's another Fear Factory record. Like I just, I just. It's written. I don't know know. if we're gonna get it. I don't think we're gonna get it, and I really want one. Yeah, they should just patch it up with the other two guys and fucking put it down. You know Uh, what I'm saying? Their their like last two or three records were really good. I know, and the records, honestly, the records without Dino were really good. Really good. (laughs) Like archetype is incredible. It's on the par with any Fear Factory record. Fear Factory is just a good band, and I really hope that they're still doing it. But we'll see. They did some, I gotta be honest, and I love Dino, and Dino doesn't necessarily love Ghost Cult, but, like, I love Dino, and I love Bert, and I love those guys, but honestly, like, they did some, they had an agreement in place that would have allowed them to move forward, and they literally reneged on it a month later, and, like, legally, you can't get away with that shit. Those two other guys own a piece of that name. This is probably a whole other podcast episode. Jesus Matt Christ. doesn't want to unpack I, I need to go eat dinner with my family. <laughs> How's Jim doing? That's, I don't. Your family's negligible. How's Jim? <laughs> he's, he's good. Okay. This has been Dumb and Dumbest. We're not going to have a whole Fear Factory. Yes, we are. No. Tagging all these bins. Come on. Boys okay. This has been a good show. We are done. Thanks, Greg. Yep. <laughs> are we? Are we clear? Are we done yet?